front desk. Hey, uh, what time is checkout? Um, checkout was two hours ago. Right. Welcome to a late checkout. I'm Steve. And I'm Ryan. And you're listening to the podcast that lets you sleep in. You don't have to wake up early to listen to this podcast. No. It can be noon and you're rolling out of the bed and you're good to go. Turns out you can even listen at night. This is the podcast that puts you to sleep. <laughs> Sounds like a good tagline, right? Yeah, let's go with that. All right. <laughs> but in complete seriousness, this is a podcast that talks about travel stories, getting out there and seeing the world, your stories, our stories right here. And today's story is all about Solden. Yes, Solden, yes. Austria. Solden in Solden. Austria. So Solden is a town that is located in the Utzel River Valley. It's a there's the Utzler River that flows down <laughs> the Utzler River flows down through a valley in the Tyrol region of Austria, the Austrian Alps. And we're going to be talking about those beautiful mountain views and experiences in the summertime. Yeah, because most people visit Solden during the winter because it's known for its skiing. Sure, they want to go up there and hit the slopes and some amazing skiing up there. And you may have seen Solden in the winter if you've ever seen the movie James Bond. Yes, that was a big deal. Like They actually have like an entire um, building and a uh, gondola. Well, yeah, the, the gondola takes you up to a whole ex- a 007 experience mm-hmm. that they have going on there. Where you get to be an assassin. Yes, you're allowed to roam freely across the mountains as a British assassin. But uh, we are not talking about the winter. We're going to be talking about the summer because Solzhen is as beautiful in the summer as it is in the winter. It, ha- it takes on a whole nother character. It takes on a whole nother personality. And it is an amazing place to be. Yeah, I think that this location is actually pretty genius on how they transition uh, from the winter season to the summer season. There's just as many activities in the summer as there are in the winter. And not all places are like that that are ski towns. Yeah, absolutely. But first, before we get to Solden, we should do a Things We Like segment here where we talk about the things that we like. Well... I don't like anything right now. So what do you like? Uh, The thing that I like, and I was thinking about this uh, for a few days last week. I was thinking, is there something that I could talk about that is as exciting and cool as when Ryan talked about uh, bags and luggage? (laughs) And And the answer is no. The answer is I can only pick something that's a, a close second to how exciting that was. Oh, okay. Okay. Right, I'm a bit of a papyrophiliac. Um, I don't know if you should share that in public. It means that I really like paper. Oh. Yeah, no. What do you like to do with paper? I just I like to... You should probably... I, I just like to write on it. Okay, so okay. That's okay, right? All right, yeah, as long as you're writing on it. I like the... I mean, I like the feel of it, the texture of it. I like cool notebooks and things like that. I mean, you you've do. seen... I've, I've Got some uh, some cool notebooks uh, downstairs on mm-hmm. the bookshelf, but my favorite notebook of all time is what is sitting directly in front of me, and that is the Moleskin 
uh, notebook. Mm-hmm. And the one the that Mulskin? I have. The Mu- <laughs> I should say the Children. The Moolskin. The Moolskin notebook. notebook. Absolutely. It's a, uh, they make a variety of sizes and colors. And I like the hardback editions. I like the full size notebook, uh, but the hardback edition because I can throw it in my bag and it doesn't get bent up and the pages don't get messed up or anything. Okay. What's really neat for people that are out there traveling and seeing new things and wanting to record notes about them and write stuff about them, because I always love to do that, is that they have two relatively new notebooks specifically for doing that kind of stuff. So okay. one is the, is a specific for a few of the major cities that are around the world that people are going to travel to. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, like Paris and New York City and all the kind of big cities that you're going to find on a continent, like so, London I mean- and Rome. I'm confused. Is it a notebook that just has a picture of Paris on it, or how, no, I mean, how does that work? No, I mean, it's specifically, the notebook is specifically for a trip to that city. So it has a map inside that folds out. And I know that in this day and age, we all want to use our Google Maps and our phones, but uh, there is something that's really cool about kind of a traditional map and having one of those and being able to. You can even look like you're not uh, a lost tourist like I look like all the time by just flipping up in your notebook and taking a quick peek. But what it's really cool for the map and some of the other stuff is for the planning features, right? So you open up a map, you can mark down like, hey, this is where I'm staying, and then mark off the locations of the places that you want to visit, like coffee shops and bookstores and all the different okay. attractions so that you can make like kind of like a little walking map. So, you know, like when I'm in this part of town, I'm going to go to yeah. these spots. When I'm in this part of town, I'm going to go to these spots. Like Shakespeare and Company. Yeah, when I'm in Paris and I've got my Paris book out, you can mark that down on there and you can roll over to that spot. So it's got a whole bunch of different sections that you can use really however you want. There's a cool uh, planning section that you can go in there and... Uh, like a daily planner would be. And then you also have a journaling section like you would have in, you know, in any traditional notebook. They've got some, uh, you know, all the helpful phrases that are going to help you out, uh, information like on the conversions and stuff like that. Like all those little like, it's cool things that when you're writing on like the Metro or something and you can pop open your notebook and just like kind of study up on a couple things like that. So you don't have to make conversation with anyone. So you don't have to talk to people. Because that's how they know you're a tourist is if you're making eye contact. Exactly. No, it's uh, every notebook is essentially just a bunch of paper that you can write in, but it has those few extra features that make it kind of cool. Now, there is another notebook that they have out there right now that's a little smaller than the city one, but it's called the Voyager notebook. Oh, and it goes to space. No, it does not. I was like, I was wondering why you sounded so interested. It's like you're, that is definitely your faking interest in uh, my Voyager notebook. It does not go to space. <laughs> it does. It doesn't do anything that interesting. But I may or may not like. Star Trek, so that's just a random fact about me. <laughs> um, has different sections as well, a place for planning your day-to-day stuff, a place for budgeting, some little tear-out sheets that, you know, if you need to make little notes that you need to tear out uh, for later, you can do that. Like your phone number? Yeah, if you need to give your phone number to the ladies, it's got like pre-perforated there edges you go. on those, those sections, so what? you can do that. So It's a little smaller, it's a little handier. Of course, it's not going to have the maps in there because it's not for a specific city, mm-hmm. but the idea is like... Like every place that you went to, if you went to a major city, you could do up like a little notebook like that. And then after a number of years, you could go to your bookshelf and you would have like a little collection. Yeah, yeah, a collection of all the, all the things that you did. So I'm 
as a photographer, I'm all about the memories and, and the keepsakes and stuff. So that can actually kind of sounds neat. Can I tell you simultaneously the coolest and lamest thing about the notebooks, the thing that I think is the coolest and the thing that you will probably think is the lamest? Mm-hmm. What I love about the notebooks, uh, the Voyager and the City notebook, is they have two ribbon bookmarks instead of the traditional one that I have here. The, very this big is deal. the man I married. Yeah, people. Very, very big deal. So I feel like, are you telling me about this because you want this for Christmas? Yeah, I'm just, I mean, this is something good to, to keep in mind. Is, okay, because uh, I feel like that was pretty in-depth. Like, it was even more than my, my uh, suitcase. So I feel like you're pushing, you know, like the pros on me, uh, getting me really interested yeah. so that maybe I can win Christmas this year. Yeah, if you bought me like, you know, 12 notebooks, you might just be able to pull that off. <laughs> Okay, so that is something that I like. But let's get back to Solden, okay? Let's talk about this uh, this cool little town that exists down in the uh, down in the bottom of a valley between these two big mountains in the Austrian Alps. The question that we always pose before we get into a lot of what we've done is why should somebody go to Solden? Why would somebody who is sitting at their house in Gary, Indiana, right now, listening to the podcast, say, you know what, pack the bags, babe. We're going to Solden in the summer. Which we do. We have a ton of fans in Gary, Indiana. We are blowing up in Gary, Indiana, folks. I don't know what it is about that place, but there's yeah. a lot of people that want to listen. Want, yeah, that want to travel. All right, so listen up, all you Gary, Indiana folks. Uh, Ryan's going to tell us why to go out to Solden. Why do you think, babe? It's beautiful. Yeah, I feel like that was eloquent. I crushed it. I you, crushed it. You did it, babe. I did it. You did it. You somehow <laughs> encapsulated all the reasons to go there in like a very short, concise yeah, phrase. Just, that was awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not eloquent. We know that. So, Steve, go ahead and tell us. Why Why would somebody want to go? Well, I think you go to Solden for the activities, whether it's uh, summer or winter. Okay. So that's, my, uh, that's kind of my take on it. Now, the activities there... In the summer, that are super cool. It would be like mountain biking and hiking or rafting and that kind of stuff, right? So, I mean, that's why you would want to to get out there is to get involved in that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really that kind of leads into why we went there, right? I mean, yeah. like the whole idea uh, of us getting out to uh, Solden was was what Ben? Uh, we had spent our ten year anniversary in Paris in the the middle of July. And I'm obsessed with Paris. I absolutely adore it. Um, You'll grow to love it too, because we will force feed you all of my episodes about Paris over time. There's a lot of Paris talk. (laughs) But uh, one of the things about Paris is that you are, you know, it's very much like New York City. You are in a busy, busy city. In order to get around, you know, you're either walking amongst a bunch of people on the street or you're um, catching Ubers and getting stuck in traffic and getting car sick, if you're me, Um, or you're catching the metro, which um, although I can handle it and and you guys can too, um, a lot of people wouldn't necessarily enjoy as much because there is no air conditioning pretty much in most of the city. So you're surrounded by people, we're all hot and we're all sweaty. And you really, the only place that you go to escape people, because even when you go to a park, it's amazing, but you're still surrounded by hundreds and hundreds of people. Yeah. And we went from Paris uh, to Zurich, which, 
not as busy as Paris, but it's another city and it's hustle and bustle and there's all kinds of things going on. And then it was like, well, what's going to be a spot on this trip where we try and get away from everything and we, uh, there's a lot to do still. There's still like, we're still going to be able to fill the days with uh, fun stuff, but we're going to be out and away from things. And so that's kind of what pulled Solden up uh, oh, for yeah. us. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you have a desire for a place to go to relax where you aren't going to see that many people, I mean, I'd say maybe the entire trip, we might have seen a hundred people like in the four days that we were there compared to, you know, seeing hundreds of people in one day. That whole idea of getting away and getting some rest and relaxation that went into picking a hotel to stay at. Not just the town that we were going to stay in, but the hotel that we were going to be in when we were there. And that's Mm -hmm. the reason that we went with Das Central. Yes. One of the things that, that I like to do when traveling is, especially if we're visiting multiple cities or countries... Um, is at some point identify a place that we can go that's a nicer hotel. So it's great to stay at Best Westerns, you know, to save a buck. But I like to kind of get a little spoiled for a couple days. Yeah, at least once uh, during the trip. Mm -hmm. You got to be economical during the trip to make uh, as many cities as possible happen. But at least once you want to splurge a little bit. Yeah, and like what's funny is Solden, if you want to experience it, in the summer, is it's the perfect time. It's complete off-season. Das Central is a five-star resort, but we got to visit it at an off-season time and got to enjoy it at an off-season price, but yet still had all of the luxurious experiences that they provide. Yeah, and the two big things, I think, uh, that stand out are, one, the food situation. Ooh, yes. So the food at Das Central is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the second is the spa situation. Yeah, but I have to say first before all of that is the room. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I guess mean, the accommodations are oh, uh, pretty incredible. Yeah, they had me at hello when you sent me, when you texted me the link. The room we stayed in had this tufted um, headboard and around it was the like mood lighting that you could change. So it had, you know, purple um, you know, that was like a, a deep purple for relaxation during the day. You could have it blue, yeah. yellow, green, uh, and it shifted up. It was nice. It, it added some ambiance to the room. That's for sure. And the room itself, the lights there. I mean, I was just fascinated with the lights. I think, oh goodness, there's a theme. What's that? Well, the Paris in the winter, I was obsessed with oh, the you, lights. Yeah. You just like shiny things. <laughs> but we did spend... Um, I I can say that I don't think I've ever spent so much time in a hotel pushing the different buttons, fascinated with what it would do. And even the shower. Oh, yeah, the shower is super cool. Has its own light system that, like, depending on the mood, you can actually, it has a Bose stereo system um, that you can connect through Bluetooth to be able to listen to music in there. I mean, ugh. It was amazing. Great accommodations. Uh, The food was great. Uh, You get dinner there. As an option. As an option. You don't have to, but uh, it's great. I'm always a fan of being able to do stuff in the hotel, grabbing some food, having a bar in a hotel, like all that stuff is is always good. I've converted him. I think also it depends on if you have your kids with you. Yeah. So we had our munchkin with us. So 
Um, it actually happens to be a, a, a hotel that's known for its wine selections. Mm-hmm. So it was really nice to be able to just put her to bed and then go downstairs and enjoy some wine, uh, just the two of us. Yeah, I, I really think that you can do all kinds of things on the property and have a good time without even leaving it. But once you've left the property, it just adds to the experience uh, you enjoyed the breakfast there, I remember. Oh, the best, the best scrambled eggs I've ever had in my entire life. Well, that's that's quite a statement because recently I've taken to cooking some scrambled eggs <laughs> and getting the, I've been using this Gordon Ramsay method of cooking scrambled eggs with butter and you're stirring it on the heat for like 20 seconds and then taking it off the heat and stirring it. And I think that I have made uh, essentially the perfect uh, scrambled eggs. So. I think that the only thing that you're missing... Are the mountain views? Um, yeah, and the chives. Oh. I think if you added chives, you'd be spot on with that mm. chef. Okay. And I mean, he's a chef. You know, the guy that was there every morning was a chef, so... Well, something that I can't do, uh, because I just don't have the, uh, the mechanical ability, is... <laughs> To create the orange juice that they created. Oh, they had were this, obsessed. Uh, they had this smasher machine that you put all the oranges into this hopper in the top. And when you're pressing the button to get the orange juice out, it's just feeding the oranges down and like, like mushing them in front of your eyes. Full-size oranges. Like they're not oranges. peeled or anything. It just goes in there as just an orange. Mushing them and you're getting all the juice out of there. And that's uh, that was a pretty incredible machine that they had there. I would have been impressed... If I could have had some champagne go with that and had mimosas. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, The spa that was there is pretty incredible. They have... uh, Amazing. Yeah, I am not a big spa guy, so I don't know that I knew what to expect. Uh, Honestly, I don't think that I've ever taken you to a spa before. No, so I really... uh, had no idea what I what kind of experience I was about to have. Mm-hmm. And what was cool is that uh, we got down to the spa and and we were going to give ourselves a little tour, just exploring on on our own. And the guy that worked down there uh, saw us coming in and peering around, and he took us to like each one of the rooms and explained how it worked and yeah, know, the what different to do there. because each uh, each room is different. So there's. Maybe an infrared room where the heat is at a certain temperature, but it's the lights that... Yeah, as opposed to pouring water on the coals and... You know. Yeah. So okay. yeah, there's like a bunch of different saunas. There was like the infrared sauna, the the coal sauna, then there's the uh, the Finnish sauna. There's the steam room where the, you think you're going to die. The tepidarium. Oh, yes. Is that the one where you walk? No. Or well, is that the one where they give you... A, it's just the heat of a fever. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. And you and you lay on the stone or the tile chairs mm-hmm. that are in there. But yeah, then there's one that you... I don't remember the name of that one, but there's one that you walk around mm-hmm. and it's got kind of like uh, cold water and then hot water and it's supposed to be really relaxing for the calves. Yeah, which totally makes sense for especially the winter visitors who are out there skiing all day. They're going to want something that's going to help relax their legs and you know mm-hmm. all that stuff and then i think you and chloe tried out uh a snow one didn't yeah, you yeah the i don't know what that's called it's like a the freezer room or something <laughs> you go in it's freezing cold inside 
and there is like an ice machine. It's almost like an ice machine is like <laughs> making ice from the ceiling, like crushed ice is like coming down and you just grab it and you put it all over your, your body. So Okay, that's insane. Yeah, we did a, uh, you jump from the sauna, you run out to the cold room and uh, put some ice on your body, then run back to the sauna. And a, a spa is just about playing tricks on your body and just, uh, yeah, just, playing, just playing games. I feel like it. it's um it's kind of like a survivor kind of thing or naked and afraid. Yeah. It, like mine would be naked and afraid because um, in Austria and in most of Europe, uh, spas are very different than they are here in the U.S. And so that the fact that the guy gave a tour actually was very helpful, especially for someone like yourself. It also helped me not go to the floors that I shouldn't have gone to naked. So. Yeah, because there's two, there's like two or three different floors of this thing. The bottom floor uh, is like a naked European spa yeah. experience. And I mean, over there, they don't care. That's just the, that's the experience. You're supposed to be walking around without your clothes on and, and going into And the, that's what I grew up with. And it wasn't weird to me. The second and, level that was in there, that's where, that's the more uh, Americanized version of the spa where you walk around in your bathing suit. Yeah. And children are allowed on that floor. But I spent the whole time on the first floor uh, pretty much, I mean, naked the whole time. Um, But I would head into whatever steam room or spa and it really, you know, like naked and afraid just really does hit the nose because well, especially times, with this theme room because you uh, can't tell how long it's been, but you think you're dying. Yeah, you're like you don't. I don't, I don't know if like what the health benefit of feeling like I'm dying is. I'm not <laughs> like, sure what it is. You can't breathe in because it's burning your lungs. You can't breathe out because it, it's just physically like nearly impossible. Um, and then also there's. In every single one of those rooms, there's no clock. So you have no concept of time at all. And, you know, you just kind of sit there and you wait until you think you're going to pass out and then you can leave. Or at least that's what I was doing. It was a challenge of like, are you going to pass out yet? Yeah. You know, so... So one of the other great benefits of staying at Das Central is that they give you the Utsul card. Yes. And the Utsul card is a bunch of discounts to uh, and, and kind of freebies to local areas. But the biggest thing about the Utsul card for me is that it gives you uh, free access to the gondolas so that you can go up the mountain, which is uh, super cool because that's what you're going to want to go do. You're gonna, uh, whether you're going to go mountain biking or hiking, you're going to want to get up to the top of that mountain. So the Utsul card uh, gets you up there. And we decided to go hiking while we were there, right? Yeah, which is funny because I feel like a lot of people come to Phoenix to hike, like in the winter. Um, that's a big thing, and we don't. We're not hikers, unless no, not we here around home. No, unless somebody comes to visit, and we're like, oh, okay, let's hike a mountain. But they have a big. They have a big system of trails up there on the mountain, and uh, they they call the summer season Almzeit, which is pasture time. Mm-hmm. So it's time to be out up on the uh, mountain in the grass pastures, uh, wandering around. Uh, Which is definitely what we did. They've got a lot of cool different themed uh, hikes. Uh, You can go to, there's a whole bunch of alpine huts Mm -hmm. up there on the mountain that you can like hike to. And each one has a different theme. Like one is for music, one is for art, one is for food. They all have like different experiences. Yeah, beer one. 
So a lot of these are ones that are in the ski season, things that you can ski down into and grab a bite to eat and stuff yeah. like that. And then during the summer, um, this is just a, another way that they get to use those huts up mm-hmm. there. We decided to do a themed hike while we were there. We did uh, one that was kind of geared towards Chloe. It was for the seven dwarves. They had these wooden dwarves that were like out in the forest. And as you walk through, you had to try and spot them. And when you spotted them, they had a little sign that would tell you their name and a little bit about themselves. Yeah, it had a whole like little cute. story on there. So yeah. she took out a notebook. She mm-hmm. had her, uh, it was actually uh, very like a Moleskine notebook, <laughs> if I remember right. She got it from the uh, FIFA Soccer Museum yeah, in, uh, in, uh, in Zurich. Yeah. yeah, so she was carrying that with her. And as we did the hike, she would note uh, each dwarf's name mm-hmm. and uh, you know his particular... Uh, story and things like that so it was fun it was fun just to be out you're in the woods you're out on the side of the mountain it looks like the set of sound sound of music very much so to where i had to do it i had to do it you had to do the twirls yeah and i sang because there wasn't enough cell service for me to play the song for myself so i just sang it yeah so the way that you get up there is uh, by taking the gondola, like we said. Really cool uh, gondolas, like really big. You get inside those cars and they shoot you up to, well, the highest point up there is, uh, I think, somewhere above like 10,000 feet above sea level. So, Well, yeah, we took the first one. And um, those of you who have listened to the Havasupai Falls episode um, will know who Jeff is. Um, but you and Jeff love to mountain bike out here in Phoenix. And so uh, as soon as we got on first set of gondolas, you realized that what they had done was turn ski trails into mountain biking trails. And they had added some ramps and and stuff it was you know it was fascinating to watch while you were headed up you could just look down and watch these mountain bikers make their way down the mountain which was really cool some amazing mountain bike trails and that's one thing that i didn't get to do because we weren't there for so long that i would love to do would be to go back and rent rent a mountain bike and cruise around the trails there They even have mountain bikes that are powered. That's true. They have electric mountain bikes. For people like myself, that's like, hmm. And I don't think they're not like fully electric. Yeah, Uh, they're not like Vespas. You still have to pedal, but it's assisted so that it takes uh, a ton of work out of the pedaling, which should make it a much more enjoyable ride if you're riding uh, 10,000 feet. Above sea level? Yeah, if you're riding up up to there. (laughs) Um, And then when we took the... So we decided we took the first set of gondolas and got to the area where we knew we were going to hike, but we decided to jump on the 007 gondola. Yeah. And so this one was fancy. And then here we go up the mountain in this uh, gondola. We are so high that the trees... What is it called? Yeah, you get above the tree line, so you know the trees only grow up to a certain height above sea level. So you make it above the tree line to where it's rocky, and you're exposed to all the wind then, mm-hmm. and it's super uh, super chilly up there. Well, you're literally in the clouds. So yeah. when you're at the bottom at the hotel, and you're just looking up into the sky like a normal person would, and you see clouds, like that's just a normal day. When you jump on this gondola, you are now in those clouds, Mm. which is just incredible to me. Um, And then when we got off the gondola, you and Chloe, first thing you do is... Go and find some hot chocolate. Thankfully, I had a couple (laughs) of euros in my pocket. Yeah, out of a vending machine, which was like the most fascinating thing to Chloe. Uh (laughs) 
Yeah, she had never seen a vending machine that gives yeah. you a cup and then pours the hot chocolate. Meanwhile, I'm like a weirdo and I'm reaching my hand out because we are amongst the clouds, which if we were on, you know, the ground, it would be equivalent to fog. But just, I don't know. It was just the craziest feeling to like be able to reach your hand out and like put your hand through a cloud. And there's this gorgeous, is it a lake? Yeah, there's a heart-shaped lake oh, that you can see uh, from up there uh, on the summit. Yeah, and so I, while they were getting hot chocolate, I was ooing and aahing um, and fighting amongst all the other photographers. Meanwhile, I just had my iPhone, but uh, it was worth the extra five to ten minutes to head up there just to experience it. I mean, we didn't stay up there very long. We ended up riding the gondola down from that area to the middle of the mountain again. That's where we started the Seven Dwarves hike. Yeah, so it went from, you know, you're in the town. 4,000 feet. Yeah, and then you make your way up to like the first and then you head up even higher to where when you're driving into the alps area you can't even like process it the crazy thing about the alps is that you're in the middle of it and especially in the summer it's very obvious that there's these you know like i think in the winter everything is just (laughs) cloudy snowy you can't fully see the peaks but in the summer, you realize, like, oh my gosh, we are these little tiny, like, ants. And those peaks just go up so high and they're all around you. Just as a little digression, when we drove from Zurich into Austria, <laughs> you don't get a feel for, I, I didn't get a feel for what you were really driving into because it felt like 80% of the time we were in tunnels. We were. I would, I would agree with that. I, I'd say were, that we were. It was like the longest tunnel system ever. You just like, uh, you leave Switzerland, you pop into a tunnel, <laughs> and then... You pop out, and then you pop back in, and you pop out, and yeah. you pop back in. And then hours later, it's like, boom, you're in the middle of the Alps. Yeah, and I mean, all of that is because we, of course, came in the middle of the summer, so the weather was great, but in the winter, uh, otherwise... Without these tunnels, like no one would be able to drive in oh, any yeah. way. You know, I'm I'm still confused as to how uh, my parents were able to maneuver it. But uh, yeah, you have no idea until you just like all of a sudden you're in the Alps. Like you pop out that last tunnel and you're like, what? Yeah, where? Whoa, time machine. Yeah, it was um, crazy. I think a hike in the summer is a little bit of a romantic uh, setting. The uh, the woods. Yes, you definitely did. You. Uh, occasionally would try to make out with me in the woods. Mm -hmm. That was me doing that. Mm -hmm. As Chloe ran, you know, it was actually kind of funny because she was so excited to find the next dwarf dwarf that she would just take off. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, you're in the middle of the woods, so you don't worry. And you're like, yeah, she can run, you know, like, that's fine. She's excited. Let her get some energy out because, you know, you've been in cities where she's not running around. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were letting her get the energy out and someone seemed to think that that was great opportunities to try to make out with their spouse in the woods. Yeah. You need to get some control of yourself. So (laughs) we had a good time up there, uh, ended up back down in town. There's still a ton of stuff to do, uh, in town. 
There's uh, a lot of swimming pools around. That's a that's a really big thing. So they've got a place called the Aqua Dome down there. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty cool if you look it up on Instagram. Um, they've got some out. The Aqua Dome's got these outdoor pools. There's some indoor pools as well around town. I it, after going on that hike, I could barely move the next day. So it was a perfect time for me to go to the spa and get a massage and then hang out. Um, all day by myself and you where did you and Chloe go we went to a like two or three towns north of where we were so the Utul Valley runs north and south and there's just a whole bunch of towns so we were Solden's kind of towards the south end of that so we went back up north a few towns and we hit up a, a mini golf place because uh, it looked like a fun little spot. We had our uh, Utsul card, which mm-hmm. meant that it was going to be free. Yeah. So we did mini golf. It was a it was a neat little experience. And they also had something that I had never seen there before, which was pit pat. Do you? No, I don't remember pat? what pit pat was. We didn't play it, so all I can know is, is all I can do is describe it. It is like playing pool. Okay. It's like mini. It's a cross between mini golf and pool. It's like if you took a pool table and you made like a mini golf hole out of it, and then you had to like shoot the ball through these obstacles or whatever to get into the hole. Huh. Yeah, it seemed pretty cool. And and we went shopping. We uh, we picked up a little uh, sheep for Aww. her there, which uh, went very well with her llama. It was not a llama. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The, these uh, two weirdos. One of the most amazing things I have to say about Das Central is the way that, like, it's just their service. So from the minute we set foot on their property... We were just well taken care of. And so when they took us up to our room, um, for some reason, I might not have explained that there was a child or something like that. And so they only had like, they had two adult robes and two um, pairs of slippers um, to walk around in. And um, as soon as they saw that there was a child, they go, oh my goodness, you know, we didn't know there was a child. We'll bring up you know, a robe for her and some slippers for her also. But the best surprise was that night. So they have a turndown service. So while you're out doing whatever um, or eating at the hotel, eating your dinner, they are changing your room from the daytime stuff to turning it down, um, doing the turndown service, putting the mood lighting on, all this stuff. Well, we were in a suite, a junior suite, that had a couch that was a pull-out bed. And so they do the pull-out bed. They leave this adorable stuffed animal amongst some chocolates, I think, which she just loved. And um, Chloe and Steve for days insisted and kept referring to this thing as a llama. It looked like a llama initially (laughs) until Ryan brought it to our attention that it was definitely a a mountain goat. Yeah, why would there be a llama? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. <laughs> Why is there a llama in the Alps? Yeah, it makes so much more sense as a mountain goat. Yeah. So I named him Tyrol. Um, Chloe disagreed. I don't remember what she named him, but his name is Tyrol the goat. One of the things that they, that were, it just reminded me you saying that one of the things that they had at the restaurant, because you mentioned uh, eating while they're mm-hmm. doing the turndown service. Uh, they had rabbit at the restaurant, and you ate uh, rabbit. Now, Chloe... I had never tried it, so I pushed myself. I, I like to, on vacation, try new things. Yeah. 
Uh, Chloe is a huge animal lover, like two in extreme. So uh, just a little bit ago, she decided she wanted to watch the movie King Kong. And <laughs> I had no idea what happens in King Kong because I, I've never seen, I never seen it. And I didn't, like it came out, it's the... Um, Jack Black version. Yeah, it's the Peter Jackson version or whatever. Yeah, Jack Black's in it, and I had never seen it. So I was like, yeah, King Kong, it's got this huge uh, gorilla in it, and you'll probably love it. And uh, uh, we were up here doing some work, and I heard her just... Wailing. She was just wailing downstairs because uh, the gorilla, the people were hurting the gorilla. And then later the gorilla fell off the building and died. Apparently he dies at the end, which is horrible. Yeah. And uh, it broke her little heart. She's got a very sensitive heart. But when it came to the rabbit, so <laughs> we she kept, wasn't... We kept, like, we kept trying to change the subject. Mm-hmm. But she had to uh, somehow, when she found out what it was, that it was rabbit, she had to somehow uh, work it out in her mind how it was going to be okay. So <laughs> what she came up with and what she told us was that the uh, this rabbit was probably just a jerk. <laughs> Nobody liked him. The other Nobody. rabbits. Didn't no. So it was okay that uh, that mom was going to eat him because he was probably a jerk anyway. Yeah. Oh well, mom had already eaten several bites, and uh, but then she was brave enough to try it. Um, yeah. I'm gonna say I'm not a huge fan of rabbit. I could do without. Like I, I tried it. Um, there are uh, some other cool things to do in the area uh, down there, and the one thing that we didn't do, but that people should kind of know about as an option. Uh, especially if you're an adventurer and you were there for the mountain biking or or something like that, is there is a place up in the northern part of the uh, Otsal Valley, Valley there that is called Area 47. Ooh. Area 47 is like this adventure sports park for people to go and to play in. So they've got all kinds of crazy things like uh, they've got climbing walls and they've got a ropes course that's like under a bridge. (laughs) They have a summer ski jump Mm. where you uh, go down these like rolling things on skis in your bathing suit and (laughs) do a a flip and land in the water. They Mm. do wakeboarding there, all kinds of, uh, oh, blobbing. You know what blobbing is? I have no clue what blobbing is. So blobbing is like, think of uh, like a half inflated bag. Okay. And you put somebody on the deflated end of it, and then you have a larger person jump from a high height onto the inflated, which is going to shift the air in that bag and send the <laughs> send that person flying. So you are the perfect specimen for blobbing because you're like real little and <laughs> would put somebody big up there. And just, you know, launch you into outer space. Yeah, that sounds exciting. Area 47 uh, is definitely, as the kid gets a little older. you know, to take her. Yeah, she'll definitely end up there uh, Mm -hmm. when we're there, when she's a little older for sure. I think that uh, it was neat to just walk around in addition to doing, you know, like we like to do activities, but we love to vacation in the way that like... There's just no expectation that we have something to do every single day. Yeah, you just go out into town and you walk. And the beautiful thing about Solden is it's right there on the river. Oh, it's gorgeous. And that river is amazing. And it's got a uh, walkways 
on both sides of the river that you can just, you know, take those those long walks along. Mm-hmm. And then when you walk through the town, there's, you know, a bunch of ski shops, a bunch of clothing shops, which came in handy considering that we uh, did not anticipate a weather change. Yeah, like, needed needed some extra gear for yeah. some rain and uh, it being a little bit chilly. I uh, didn't think about the fact that the Alps is at an entirely different elevation than Paris yeah. or Zurich. Uh, so we went from like shorts, you know, and tank tops to having a need for, you know, it was fine uh, during the afternoon, um, but by the evening, we definitely needed, you know, pants and like a, a light sweater or a light jacket. Uh, there were some, there were some great places to eat in town. We got to uh, hit up a couple. As always, uh, this is what I say about Europe. You go to Europe for the Italian food. <laughs> And so true. <laughs> that is what we did when we were in uh, when we were in Solden as well. There Even is a wonderful dinner... restaurant there. It's called uh, Restaurant Gusto, and it is great. We had pizza there maybe twice, and we had uh, pasta there uh, again. We ate a lot of food there at the oh, uh, the Restaurant so Gusto. Good. So and it's got three stories, I think, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like a romantic kind of floor. Um, you know, just like a regular sports bar kind of area. And then, um, I don't remember what the third. Well, it has a rooftop thing as well, where you sit out on the rooftop uh, and eat. So I think that place is, uh, that place is great. It was wonderful. That's a must do. And Italian food is good everywhere in Europe. So, uh, that's why, that's why you go there is to eat that food and other stuff. Speaking of food, Chloe had her first experience with currywurst. We went to this restaurant slash bar type uh, yeah, like place. Kind of like a beer garden. Yeah, and they had a big outdoor uh, seating area mm-hmm. uh, in addition to what they were doing inside. But uh, it was Marco's Drop-In Grill is what it was called. And, and we had just bought a German game. We love to buy games that are... Or that are unique to the locations that we're at or the country that we're at. So we found a game called Klopbrett, um, which was absolutely um, confusing at first because we're not good at math. And it's all about adding. Not good at math and not good at reading directions. Yeah, that's true. Because we really made up uh, how we were going to play that for the first for the first several several games <laughs> several games but uh um she chloe hadn't come with us to germany so she had never had um like the real bratwurst or real currywurst and so um being in austria um a lot of times that kind of food is on the menu and um I was like, here you go. Here's some currywurst. And I think I have a picture of her reaction or a video of her reaction to eating it for the first time. And it's like you and her are like identical twins. Yeah. Like it, it's just once you've tried currywurst, you can never go back. Yeah, it's amazing. So it's a uh, it's a bratwurst that's sliced up and then there's curry ketchup and then there's also a little bit of curry powder oh, on top of that amazing. and it just makes for uh it's it's super nice and warm and makes for a great uh lunch or yeah snack and it comes with uh, french fries usually yeah so there uh there were great places to eat there both at the hotel and then out around town yeah Right. I don't know if you know this or not, but Solden has kind of uh, an extensive history uh, to it. No. Ryan is obsessed with uh, 
with murder. Yes. She's obsessed with those like real crime television shows like, like Discovery ID yeah. and Dateline and the podcasts. All the podcasts. All the podcasts. Yeah, it's something she was actually on Dateline and I think that because of that. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, she was on Dateline years ago. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't ma- murder anybody, but Well, we don't know. <laughs> That's the thing about Dateline is they, you know, they paint it one way and then it, you know, it could be completely opposite. Who knows? I could have murdered somebody. Uh, Yeah, she was on there as uh, doing her job at the time, which was an intelligence analyst. Once she got on there, then she fell in love with that show and she has not let it go. Every single Friday. Yeah, she tunes in. Because of that, there is a Dateline-style event that happened and sold in, like, way back when. Do you know about that? No. Uh, this happened about 3200 B.C. So, oh. uh, yeah, probably a little before they started doing those types of shows. But um, <laughs> there's a body that they found in 1991 that okay. is from 3200 B.C., there was this German couple that was down in the uh, Alps, kind of south of the Solden area. Oh, my gosh. And they, so it's a couple. <gasps> they're a couple. They're out, like, hiking. Uh, Probably a couple of podcasters. Oh, my goodness. You know? Yeah. And uh, out looking for a heart-shaped lake. The girl's probably trying to make out with the dude. <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden, the dude's like, whoa, look over there. There's a dead body uh, in there. It's a, And they find a mummified body. Um, and they don't know whether it's like from last hiking season yeah. or like when it's from, but it's like uncovered in this glacier. So they take, uh, they call in some archaeologists and, uh, the, you know, the whole world kind of goes crazy about this mummified body. They examine it and find out it's from 3200 BC. They do, you know, all, every kind of, uh, discipline gets involved in this from like DNA testing to historians and anthropologists and, uh, (laughs) uh, to try and figure out what happened to this dude. Okay. They find out that he was a, they call him Utsi. Utsi. Okay. Because he's in like the Utsul, uh, whatever region. Mm -hmm. They want to know what happened to Utsi. So he was a 45 year old male. He was about 5'3", 110 pounds. He was wearing a, uh, he was wearing like these leather jackets uh, so I imagine him to be like the Fonz yeah. of the... Yeah, it sounds like he's super cool. Yeah. He's got a bearskin hat. Oh. What does that tell you flashy. about... What does it tell you about a dude if he's got a bearskin hat? That he's he's badass, man. Exactly. Why? Yeah. Because he killed a bear. A hundred percent. That's exactly... That is exactly what I... I didn't know if you were going to like feel that way. But oh, as yeah. soon as I read it, I was like, you don't get a bearskin hat in 3200 BC, no, like, like from from H&M. Going toe to toe. Yeah. He didn't roll into H&M and no. say, like, give me... No, he, like, killed a bear, obviously. Oh, wow. He was carrying a knife. He was carrying some arrows. He was carrying a... Uh, I think it was copper. Uh, a Man. copper axe. All the ladies must have loved this dude. Yeah, he was... A, he was Obviously a, a cool dude. So they did this whole examination of him, right? Mm-hmm. This is how they determine uh, like how he died. Okay. They do an x-ray. They find out that he had an arrow that was shot through his shoulder that would have caused substantial damage and bleeding, but it was removed before he actually died. Oh. So he was in an altercation. Okay. Gets hit with an arrow. Arrow is removed, right? Mm-hmm. He has like cuts on his hands. He has some head trauma going on. Oh, goodness. So he has defensive wounds. Yeah. Uh, But on top of that, he has 
on his body for other people's blood. So he what? on his knife he has somebody's blood. On his he has an arrow that has two people's blood on it, <gasps> which tells uh, the scientists that are looking at it that he killed one person, took the arrow out, and killed another person with it. Whoa. And then he's got blood that's kind of on his clothing, and they think that that means that he may have carried somebody who was bleeding. So this dude was involved in some uh, huge uh, altercation yeah. out there in the Alps back in 3200 B.C., and maybe had to carry his buddy away and ended up uh, bleeding to death from this arrow wound that he had that was uh, was taken out before he died. Wow. But kind of interesting. So some yeah. dude doing, uh, doing some combat. They think that he was a um, like a goat shepherd or something like that up there. But you know, I wonder if his wife did it. It's always the wife, <laughs> it's though. It's always the spouse. So it is good that you can apply your knowledge mm-hmm. of... <laughs> it's always the spouse. It's like, based on your, based on your knowledge of murders... <laughs> And hearing the story of Utsi, who do you think did it? His spouse. His, it, was, it was definitely his <laughs> wife. She tried to cover the whole thing up. Yep. She convinced a bunch of other mountain men mm-hmm. to attack him. What's needed is uh, 16 hours of intense interrogation mm-hmm. to get her to fold. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's the story of Utsi. I just found that uh, kind, of, kind of interesting because it takes place in that whole, uh, in that whole region. Wow. And it kind of spans both our interests. It hits you on the uh, murder mystery, mm-hmm. and it hits me on uh, some of the history stuff. So. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we what we do need to do is we do need to figure out how it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the last time we did a how it happened, I picked the year 1995, and we decided that we were teenagers in 1995, so we went with that. I want to give you the option, just because I say a year does not mean that we had to be whatever age we are. Okay. You know what I mean? We can be at whatever stage in life we were at during that. So it's 1985. Okay. We're in Solden. We fall in love. How did it happen? You won a yodeling contest. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Actually, you didn't win. You were the, second place. In the 1985 mm-hmm. All-Valley Yodeling Contest? Yes, yes. So you are runner-up. Really? You would want to get with the runner-up to a yodeling contest? Yes. Um, it was your leaderhosen that got me. Mm, were they leather? Yes. Yeah. And and you had a bear skin hat. And a bear skin hat. But in 1985, you didn't have to be a badass <laughs> to have a bear skin hat. You could get one from, like, uh, a catalog, a mail-order catalog. There wasn't Amazon hey, at the time, you but know there what, were mail-order catalogs you, that you could get one If you had through. a bearskin hat from a mail-order catalog, mm-hmm. that was a lot of effort. Yeah. So I was impressed with uh, your lung capacity, mm-hmm. um, your just love of style, and... Uh, and we went on to found a cough drop company. <laughs> Based based on how we fell in love, <laughs> we made we made millions doing it. True. So the way that the way that I was gonna take it uh, was that we um, that I was a ski instructor. Okay. And I'm down with a uh, a group of skiers. I'm uh, I'm at the bottom of the mountain. When I look up and you're wearing, like, it was the 80s, right? Oh, so, like, so it's like neon. Yeah, so it's a one, it's like a single jumpsuit. Oh, yeah. That's like 
pink and purple and green because because you always the, had to have the green and none of the colors like ever really like no. went together Mm-mm. and it was all of those colors in just this fabulous jumpsuit and you had teased out your hair yeah curly teased out hair so you're wearing a headband but your oh, hair yeah. was just like flowing and every time you took a turn uh, I saw I like your hair it. flowing and I watched you the whole way down the mountain and I go over and I'm like uh you know, hello. Hey. I'm like hello <laughs> uh you know you need uh, some ski lessons or whatever and you're like did you not just watch me go down that mountain yeah exactly <laughs> you tell me like no I don't need any ski lessons but I could use some making out lessons oh, and I'm like whoa snap. and you just like <laughs> and you just like attack me <laughs> And I was like, this is the girl of my dreams because she's, uh, you know. Listening to Bon Jovi. Yeah. She's listening to Bon Jovi on a uh, on her Walkman. Uh-huh. I don't, would a Walkman even work in the snow? I guess it would. Uh, yeah, you'd have to get one of those waterproof Think about ones. how out of touch we are with our own youth that, like, like, that I'm questioning whether or not a Walkman a would Walkman. work in the cold. The 80s weren't Walkman times. It yeah, I guess the 90s. the 90s was Walkman times. Yeah, the yeah. 80s weren't even. Yeah. We should get better at this accuracy. Uh, okay. I still, I still am going with mine. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll give it to you. I think, okay. yeah, yours is, uh, I like yours better than mine. Okay. Um, so I have a question for you. Yep. Why go to there? Why go to Solden? Uh, because you are looking for a small town with big adventure. Oh. Those are the two things. And the ability to go around naked. And you don't want to wear your clothes in the sauna. Absolutely. Woo! You, yeah, I mean, you are trying to get away from the big city, right? But you don't want to leave behind the excitement of having all kinds of cool things to do. Yeah. So you're getting out away from that, but you are still surrounded by some awesome stuff. You jump on the mountain bike. Uh, you can go for a hike. You can find a rafting trip that's going on. You can go for a swim in a mountain lake because there's a ton of those around. You can take the kids to do all kinds of fun activities. There's a pool inside the, the resorts. Yeah, you can uh, you can hit the spa and relax, all the other fun stuff. Here's another reason or another fun activity is just the drive to and from there. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you are driving on these awesome mountain roads in some cool European car that you rented. And the driving experience in Europe is, uh, I know we're at the end of the show and I shouldn't be adding new things, but I have to say, the driving experience in Europe is awesome. (laughs) Because uh, the roads are great uh, in the places that we've been to. The signs are very clear. Very clear. Everything is like marked out Mm -hmm. really well. And the people on the roads are super courteous in in Germany, in Austria, in Switzerland. uh, We've had great experiences Mm -hmm. uh, with the, with courteous drivers uh, there. So anyway, on the drive in, it's, it's not just a place that you arrive at. It's a place that you make your way into. And so you're already mesmerized. Yeah. Actually the journey, the the journey is part of the experience for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's why I say why to go to there. So that is uh, Solden, in the summertime 
Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Go and check out our Instagram for some great photos of the places that we've been and the things that we're up to. Send us an email to hello at a latecheckout.com to tell us about the experiences that you're having, the places that you're going, and the places that you'd like us to go into the future. And just go out there and see the world. Absolutely. Get out of your front door and see something. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time.